Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high-quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier will grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Forest Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforcenetwork, our Twitter, at tforcenetwork, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinityforcepodcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforcepodcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15pm Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know Pony drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, hit the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pone Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try and force in some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. Boys a second and none, but that's the end of the intro, it's time we begun. Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 789 of the Trendy Force Podcast. I am your host as always, N.A. Eric, and we have the whole crew on tonight. Uh, John's camera isn't working and Fender is clipping in and out of his purple background, but it's all good. We're all here. So, yep. And we will be talking about preseason stuff. Um, 
you know, what the preseason's gone live in the last couple of weeks, and we've played our fair share of games and fucked around a decent amount, and so we'll talk through about what we were expecting and how it has delivered or not delivered in a lot of cases. So, yeah, but um, I mean, before we get into that, guys, how you doing? Bomo, we haven't talked to you in a bit. How you been, man? I've been good. I fucked around in preseason and did find out, so that was something that happened during League of Legends. Um, I took a little break after my competitive team played, um, so we, we came in second, unfortunately, but it was still pretty good out of 32 teams I came, we came in second place, so <clears throat> can't complain about that. Um, we did win some money out of our second place winning, so not too bad, um, but other than that, did I you- went to... Yeah. Did you get enough to make your investment back? Yeah, so the entry fee was 15 a person and we won about 65 a person. So Okay. Yeah. Not too bad. Um I went to the World's Finals in San Francisco and I watched that live. Uh I spent a gross amount of money on tickets for the scalpers, so I am sorry people who are boycotting Ticketmaster. I am one of those people, but I was in the third row. Um, right on the lower floor, and I saw everything. I saw the players. I'll show you guys the videos and like clips after this, after we record. But it was pretty cool seeing everything live and everything happening. The venue was super hype. I will say though that the Atlanta venue was so much more hype than the San Francisco venue. Maybe because like the Atlanta one was more affordable, and so all the actual diehard league fans were there. Like the stadium was like crazy. Um, but the San Francisco one. Um, a little bit more cal- on the calmer side, but still a really good time. Um, the stadium was smaller itself too, right? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I don't know the total capacity, but I think it was slightly smaller, by slightly like 10,000 or something like that. <laughs> yeah. What did those glass panes look like that they uh, when you were actually there? Because it took me a little bit to realize that they were actually there. Uh, those are, yeah. for, people, for people who didn't watch, there were glass panes, uh, three of them, like pretty large, surrounding mm-hmm. the arena that displayed uh like some images when there was the opening Mm -hmm. ceremony stuff yeah it almost looked like uh at least in live um i don't know how it looked over twitch but you can kind of make out what was happening it almost seemed like a, a silhouette type of deal where they surrounded the the stage with a like a i don't know if it was glass or some kind of silhouette but they they did like a augmented reality projections onto it so you could see behind the actual people and what was happening. So that was pretty cool seeing that. Um, I took a video of the the volley bear entrance before one of the songs. So it was cool seeing like the lightning crackling through all of that stuff, and then like the the music and the singing um, and all like the the smoke and everything. But yeah, the the entire the scoreboard of the stadium itself moves up and down. So they were able to bring it all the way down to the bottom of the stage and then kind of hide a lot of the things before it actually started. And then the countdown happened, they slowly raised it up, and then they revealed all the different singers and the live performances and stuff. But it was pretty cool. Um, I I don't think I have much to complain about besides the price, but it was still a really good time, and I'm glad that I took the, took the opportunity to go and watch it. What was the concessions situation like? It was, everything was open. So okay. it was all of the, the food that they serve at the Warriors games. Um, and so all the food was pretty decent, like... Well, decent for stadium food. So they had a lot of, like, spicy chicken sandwiches, like, actual, like, pretty good cooked stuff. Um, 
and a lot of the the food there is better than like normal average stadium food for sure um and they had a bunch of swag stores inside so if you couldn't get a lot of merchandise there's a bunch of pop-up merchandise stores that you could get so i got a pretty cool world sweater um maybe i can go grab it but it was it was pretty good a little expensive again but i was willing to pay a decent amount just for the experience of stuff uh, yeah but i was like one of the first person in the doors when it opened because i was waiting there from like one or two in the afternoon until it actually opened at like three thirty, and so i was just waiting um because i was by myself <laughs> i was by myself so i was just waiting um and then i went and i was like one of the first people in there and i was just exploring the entire stadium by myself and yeah they gave us a little thunder sticks as well as a little wristband that lit up so it was controlled by some like remote control light up and the entire the entire lower and upper bowl had like these flashing leds that you could wear and then as you're cheering they like light up and stuff based on like what's happening in game or like during the actual live performance which is pretty sick um, that is really cool yeah so is it true the reason why the awesome. delay on twitch was because there was like a problem actually getting people into the venue like the doors were so tight yeah, so there was only one entrance to the stadium side um, that I know about, and a lot of people were buying swag, but it, they weren't allowed to bring it into the stadium. So that caused a whole bunch of other issues where you had to go rent a locker and put your stuff in because there's a size limit for bags allowed, and then if you had a bag that you really wanted to bring in, you could go into like longer lines to go through like an airport um, magnetic like security scanner to check through the bag so it's like those x-rays at airports essentially so if you wanted to bring a bag in after bigger than a certain size and you had to go through that and that took a lot of time but it was it was taking longer than usual because it did take a while to fill up but i think part way through the the actual um first set of songs it did fill up after that and then during the silver scrapes i recorded that as well and that was pretty packed but yeah, it, t- it did take a while for people to come in, so I was pretty glad that I was in there first and got to see everything and just like walk around for a bit. Gotcha. I didn't even know that it there was a reason for the delay. I just thought, oh, you know, production delays there, Mm-mm. making sure everyone's online before they started. That's like you know, <laughs> planes have those like thirty minute buffers when they board and yeah, mm-hmm. all that shit. Okay. Yeah, they. Uh, I don't think it was shown on air, but. In between the actual live games and viewings or whatever was being broadcasted, it was a quick shot in Rivington. We're trying to do like things with the crowd and hype them up. And the first time they came up, there was hardly anyone in the stands. And they're just like, it was like they're talking to like 10 other people in the stands <laughs> trying to hype <laughs> us up. And it's like, yo, there's not enough people to actually be hyped, but they're just still doing their job and they're having a somewhat of a good time, I guess. Nice. Nice, nice. Fenrir, how you doing, man? Doing all right. Same thing as always, working and playing league whenever I can. Leave, living the dream. I love it. Yep. Gotcha. The American dream. Okay. How's, how's work been for you? Did you get any of the snowstorm that we got no, up in nope, Minnesota? Nope. Up here? Keep that shit away from okay. me. <laughs> nope. It's been. Do you uh, do, uh, yes, I do snow removal. That's what I was going <laughs> to ask. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we do snow removal. No, it's been cold and windier in hell, but. Luckily, we haven't had any snow, so. It's coming for you. It'll happen. Yeah, it will. It usually snows around. I mean, it, there's usually snow around you. Oh, my God. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sorry, yeah. just, just the way that. Oh, he the got the, fi- he he got the, the Final Fantasy 13 like... Worlds 2022 hoodie. 
That's pretty the cool. The way sweet. he approached the yeah, camera this made is, this it the look like... That thing is awesome. Uh-huh. I They only had a large... Well, the large was the smallest size they had, and so I'm a medium, so I, I just went and got a large because I wasn't sure if there would be a medium ever again. They said it the supply would come and go, so I didn't know what time it was, and the line for the merchandise was way too long, so I was just... I'll a just classic marketing tool. This is... This is what it is. Like <laughs> but seriously, though. Yeah, that's baggy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that can be like your comfy, like, leak shirt, though. Yeah. That thing it, looks it is, awesome. It is really warm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It reminded me just of, like, a BB Max from the movie. Or uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe it wasn't called BB Max. Just, just when you approached it, you just kind of, like, waddled <laughs> up in, like, a, a yeah. blow up suit almost. <laughs> and I, I was about to buy an extra large, too. And I'm glad I didn't go with the extra large because I probably would have been swallowed whole in an extra large. <laughs> Been like a yeah, you could fit like three. You could fit like two of you in there on an extra large. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty pretty sick. And then they have like uh, the 2022 right here on the left side, and then down the middle is like uh, World's 2022 one and only. And then LOL Esports is just like small like black lettering here. And then they have like the World's icon on the back. That's kind of like. Yeah, hard to see, but I can I yeah. see parts of it. Yeah. Right modeling. Nice. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> you should uh, you should put in a like a your resume to Vogue. They should at least we could re- we could, we could just submit this exactly. Yeah. Just send I'll, I'll I'll give you the vod. You can send it right to them and be like, damn, you need to put this. Get you on the cover of GQ I mean, magazine. <laughs> yeah, at the very least, yeah. give you a like fifteen dollar rebate for the for the jacket. <laughs> You're advertising yeah, it to I, the to the world, <laughs> or just give me yeah. this jacket for free because it's a little too big. But or give me a smaller one, maybe. But yeah, it's I think it's pretty cool. Yep, it is very cool. I'm partially jealous. I say partially because it's it's really cool. But yeah, it, it's uh I already have too many sweaters. I need to get rid of some <laughs> anyway, so I don't need any more. John, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Um. Yeah, work's been same. I have a interview coming up in the another one, middle of December. So, got that. is this the second interviews? Uh, no, this is uh just for a different place. Okay, gotcha. But uh, yeah, so I have that, and then as far as league, um, I mean, I played a decent bit. Um, I mean, I'm just having fun with it. I've been playing some top. Uh, I've been playing jungle and ADC a good bit, but, uh, but I've been enjoying it. Nice. That's always good. Well, I've been, uh, I've been good as well. Um, yeah, Eric, how are you? Yeah. I thanks hear, for asking, I John. No one ever you. asks. I mean, no one ever needs to ask. I could talk about myself, as we all know. But uh, yeah, no, it's I've been I've been good um, today. I so the last three days at work have been uh, like an it's been a free class that our t- IT departments put on for teaching people like basics of R, the programming language. Um, and I hadn't ever used it before. Okay. I I write SQL all the time, but R was very it's very cool, and I can already see ways in which I was going to able to use it. Like I, I knew that there would be cases, but I just hadn't 
really taught myself it but then we got the opportunity they're like hey we're gonna put this on like department wide and it was it was really cool and uh it was actually it was energizing which i haven't had that at work all that often that's true um yeah but work's good um yeah i'm i returned to minnesota from uh georgia where i was visiting my family for the holidays and stuff and then um, I'm going to be promptly be back on a plane in 11 days to go back again. So, yep. But, nice. uh, yeah. And we've had our first snowfall and freeze and stuff like that. It took me, uh, double my commute time now because for some reason people forgot how to drive in the snow, even though you live in Minnesota. So you should remember about the snow. It's kind of ridiculous. Like the first time that there was a snowfall, like a decent snowfall, on uh I listen to NPR when I'm driving in in the morning and the NPR like morning show host or whatever she was saying hey like basically like saying like a public service announcement like yeah we've gotten several inches of snow stop driving so fast like she said stop driving so fast into the radio cuz there was some crashes on some major highways and then people were driving too fast approaching them and then crashed into like the crash response stuff too Oh my god, it was it was bad. Oh, I've seen no. stalled vehicles and other shit like that. Like people need to it's I know it's just now December cuz we're recording this on December 1st, but Christ, get your your chains on if you need them for snow tires or if you don't like me and don't have them just, you know, be more careful people. Christ, but just don't yeah. drive like um, a jackass. That's so simple. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's really fucking easy to do. It happens that. every year. And people still fucking don't know how to drive. It blows my mind. Yep. They drive like a maniac to get to the location <laughs> 10 seconds before then they would actually get there. It's crazy. They want to be Lightning McQueen, bro. I am speed. I love when people do that on the highway when you're driving and then it's like, ooh, someone's like right up your ass and then they go over one lane and then, you know, like 10 miles down the road, you see, because you remember that car then, then you see that car that's somehow behind you again. It's like, yeah, you hitting the accelerator really, sit, like that, that, those fossil fuels were worth it, man. Those, yeah. That was worth it. <laughs> it's yeah. insane how bad people are driving. Yeah, people, yep. people are, uh, can be very selfish on the road. Also, I don't understand why yeah. people do stuff like that, especially when, like, the consequences are so, like, high If yeah. <laughs> for, it, for it going wrong, for you being there, like you were saying, like, 10 seconds earlier, or maybe not even earlier. Yeah. 100%. It's not worth it. Like, driving kills so many people every, every year, even if... We're not talking about taxi and driving or everyone is sober and good road can like uh weather conditions. It's just it's nothing to fuck around with. So drive safe, people. Put your seatbelts on. I had this whole conversation with my cousin because he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't have a license right now because uh, he doesn't have a car, so he hasn't driven in a while. But he doesn't drive with a seatbelt, and I was like, "What? What the fuck are you doing?" And he says that he drives more carefully because he doesn't have a seatbelt on. I'm like, okay, why don't you put your seatbelt on and still drive as carefully? It's like, no, I, I would drive more recklessly. I just know myself. I'm like, God damn it, Oliver. Well, <sighs> it's not It's not even you driving, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's literally everybody else who can, like, hit you. Yeah. And so, like, I had the same thing growing up. My, I guess it's just the generation, but my dad's generation, like, no one hardly wore seatbelts at all. And so he got into the really bad habit of never wearing a seatbelt. And I would just be so passive-aggressive against him in the car without <laughs> him wearing a seatbelt. And then one day he got pulled over, and then, 
got a ticket for not wearing a seat, and I'm just like, why don't you wear your seatbelt? And, and after that, he started wearing his seatbelt. But yeah, it's just, it, it, literally every time I got in the car with him, I would tell him to put on his seatbelt. It's insane. Yeah. My parents don't do that. My grandparents don't put theirs on, but I give my grandma a pass because she's like almost 94. So like, I'm not going to give you shit for it. She's like, I've never worn a seatbelt. Seatbelts weren't a thing. Uh, I mean, she was born in the 30s. So fine, I'm not going to argue with you about it. But yeah, it's, I don't know. Just wear your seatbelts, people. It makes such a big difference. Yeah, especially if you're a passenger. It's even worse if you're a passenger and you don't, because then you'll fly around the car and hurt other people and more easily fly out of the car through the windshield, too. It's wild. But anyways, that's my daily PSA, I guess. Um, Let's talk league, gents. Preseason hit. There's been a lot of changes. I covered them all on the last pod. Uh, It was very, very titillating is the word I'll use because it was just me and my uh, fantastic voice for a solid hour or so. Viewers loved it. Um, I'm sure. I haven't looked at the feedback of it yet or the numbers, but I'm sure everyone loved it. Rave reviews. Yeah, exactly. Yep. No no press is good press. That's what they say. So, um, yeah. I mean, Pomo, why don't you go first, man? What are, like... What are your thoughts on preseason so far as it hit? Okay, sorry. So, uh, what were you expecting it to be like before playing it? I thought it would be, like, pretty tank-focused. And I was actually super hyped for Rod of Ages, so I thought it would kind of slow down the game a lot and kind of go back to kind of slower-paced games where you just kind of scale up and do what you need to do. But Rod of Ages is a dog-shit item. I, I loved Rod of Ages, and now because League is so fast, it's not even – I don't even know why they brought it back. They had to do something completely different with Rod of Ages because 10 minutes to fully get a Mythic is not it, Riot. Um, I played it a bunch and spammed the shit out of it. I'm like, I'm just throwing away money at this point in the game. Um, I don't know if they'll end up changing it, but I saw a potential change of lowering the cost of it to make it more in line with like Everfrost and stuff like that. But I don't, I don't see it anymore. So I'm concerned that this is going to be another one of those mythics that are just never built. Um, and I think who was building it? Was it Cassiopeia in preseason or someone else is building it? But Cassidin, I've heard was really good with it. Who? Cassidin, because he gets a free level. But you're just, like, pushing yourself further behind every time. Like, would you – at 2,800 gold, you get an Everfrost on Cassidy compared to 30, 31, 3,200 right now. So it's an extra 400 gold, and you don't come online for another 10 minutes. So I, I, I just don't know. It Maybe it's good, but I feel like – to me personally, it feels like a dog shit item. I, I hate it now. It's not even so worth building it. I looked. It does cost the same as Everfrost. They both cost twenty eight hundred. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that um, was the last patch that they put it in. Maybe. Yeah. I built it once, like specifically against Rod, because I was going to bring that up too. I mm-hmm. built it. Uh, I played a game of Karma mid the other day, and um, I built it, and then went uh, tier into Seraphs, mm-hmm. and I felt like okay, fine. I was like decently tanky because I had a bunch of health, but like shit i felt like i couldn't really do all that much it was it was weird it's it's also bad too because originally before the actual preseason drop seraph was supposed to be changed i think i think Mm -hmm. the extra man was supposed to give ap but now it just gives cdr and so 
you just don't do any damage with a rod of ages and a and a fully stacked uh, Saris embrace. It's yeah, you have a lot of mana and somewhat good health, but you literally do zero damage to people. It's it's kind of insane for having two items. Um, and so I just I don't know. The level up feels nice, but I don't think it should really be a mythic. I should just I think you should just make rod of ages like another type of. Uh, legendary item and leave it at that it the mythic is just not good at all yeah and do you yeah. guys yeah well, i was just gonna say cut like like you're saying yeah get rid of the mythic and cut the level mm-hmm. and make drop the cost by two three hundred or something like that yeah. and it's totally fine as a legendary it's still not gonna be built all that much but as a mythic right now who would you even want to build it on like okay i could see cassiopeia but uh fuck like if you're playing I, I could see Cassidy building it or Rise, and mm-hmm. that's about it. Rise, I could see synergizes with this super well. Yeah, that's about it though. Like, who else wants to build this? But I feel like you can still build Everfrost and just be better. Like, I think the biggest issue is the time it takes. I wish they would add like a mechanic where you 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 level up the item every minute or every takedown. I feel like the take that would be a little bit more beneficial so you could stack it up quicker. If there's a mechanic to actually get to the, the 10 stack rod of ages, I feel like would be good. But right now you're, you're constrained by the actual game time and there's no other way you can actually change that unless you're building it sooner, which is kind of annoying. If you're just farming, then you're going to build it what like 12, 13 minutes into the game. And it's not even a mythic item until 10 minutes later. So 23 minutes into the game you'll have um, your first mythic item. Yeah, it's it's not great. And uh, we can talk about this in a bit, but even further on Rod, the you need so much time to get it, and games are, in my experience, have been blowing up faster than yeah. in the last season. So uh, maybe not ending faster, but they've been descending out of laning phase into the chaos of team fight mid game a lot faster yeah. so then that is even even further against rod of ages being an item i think the mid game is a lot more important now this season compared to last season and so just having your item sooner or mythic sooner or having your power spike sooner is even more important this season than last season um especially if if you if you build your rod of ages and someone else has a crack and slayer then it it's it's so hard to compete against them if you're not fully stacked and you'll be at like two, three stacks by the time they complete their Kraken Slayer or something like that. And it's just, it's just hard to play a game when you're scaling so much and you're, you don't provide a lot for your team if you're just trying to scale that way. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, um, Fenrir, what have been your, uh, what were, I mean, we talked about what your thoughts were, um, but have your, or what they thought, oh my god, I can't even speak right now. We, we talked about some about, like, what you were expecting, um, I think on the pod, uh, a couple of pods ago, but have, what's been your impressions, and has that lived up to what you were expecting? Um, to be honest with you, I don't really have any, like, uh, major comments to make yet because like you were saying earlier the game devolves like so fast right now that it's really hard to get a gauge on what's really happening like right now support's fun but it feels kind of useless because at 15 minutes into the game you're no there's no longer a lane everybody's just a ramming and team fighting 
So it's kind of hard to get a feel for what supports are pretty good in lane, which is what I'm looking for. And they didn't really change support that much, so. Does it also feel to you that the only thing keeping laning phase going is the plates? So if there weren't plates, laning phase would end at 10 minutes, even shorter sometimes? Yeah, probably. Bomo, you're not yeah, your head. I, I would agree with that. Uh, yeah. The... So at least in mid lane, I experienced this like um, the it feels like the turret plates are slightly weaker. Um, usually, you get like that stacking armor and MR bonus right from turrets after you take a turret plate and whatnot. But it seems like that's not as effective as effective anymore. Um, if if your jungler takes herald or the enemy jungler takes herald and kills the mid laner, I feel like they can just completely take that turret around like ten to thirteen minutes. It's like completely gone. Um, and I think that's maybe another reason why it accelerates the pace of the game itself and gets laning phase out. But something about the the turrets themselves don't feel as durable, or the damage maybe on champion just feels higher, which is doing more to the turrets. It's well, it's definitely not that they're they're not they're, they're objectively not weaker. They made them. Yeah, they have more MR and armor. So, yeah, they plate. increase the, the so they're actually tankier now. So it's not that so maybe then it does feel like there's more uh damage in the characters then yeah i think there are also a lot of characters that are good at like just hitting turrets and killing turrets uh i don't know i think uh personally like jungling i've uh i think dragons are important now i mean there's some really good dragons the Kemtep drake is really good uh but i if I could like choose between the two, I prefer to get first Herald because, like Boma was saying, I can. Uh, I mean, you not only are you getting like more so like control in the top and bot side through mid of the enemy jungle. That way, you're. Uh, I mean, you're getting a huge gold influx into yourself, and then hopefully your mid laner as well. Um, and then I mean that's that just makes the really the game really hard I, i've been liking to try to gank top get my top like if it's like a split pushing like i feel like split pushing stuff is pretty good top right now like fiora's trinamere trundle stuff like that if i can get them splitting and then we can get that we or they can get that turret by themselves we can get herald and use it mid then they're both going to be just so far ahead, and then we can just focus bot lane the rest of the game. That I've been having a good bit of success with that strategy, but I mean, I, I, you know, I don't have like that's still like pretty anecdotal. Like I've played some, but not like, like you know, enough for uh, that to say that's like a definite thing. That just like feels good to me right now, doing that. But, uh, I mean, also stacking just drakes if I can't get a herald, I'm totally okay with. Because if you can get the, uh, the hextech, the mountain drakes, or the, um, I mean, I think really, like, cloud is pretty decent on a lot of people, too, I think. Like, I don't, I really don't, I just think getting the drags and getting your bot lane ahead, if you can't make that play, is super important right now. Because that's what I've been doing when I've been playing, uh, Rengar. I've been liking the uh, 
I've tried all the, the items, jungle items. I like, I think the green one is super good. Uh, I mean, for several reasons. I mean, it's just nice for the clear once you have it. It's nice for skirmishing. It's, you don't have to think about it at all, you know, to get max value out of it. Uh, I mean, definitely on Rengar specifically, I would like, think you just go blue 100% of the time. Because of the uh, move speed it gives you and like how that interacts with your jump once you're getting uh, like the max uh, bonus from the move speed from the item. You can jump from that back bush into the uh, like the hit baron. So that's pretty huge. But I don't know. It feels, I think that you just have to know how to use it, right? With the, in the bushes you get the speed and then when you kill a large monster... Or an epic monster, you get the speed. You just have to be cognizant around and, and play around it to get value out of it. Because if you're using it, you can get around the map really quickly. Like that too, I've found. Um, just for like making sure that you're there with the first move before the, the enemy jungler. Like It's super good mid to late. The only thing I don't like is how late the item upgrades. It feels like it takes forever to get... Like, not the the chilling smite effect, but the uh, like pet effect takes yeah a long agreed. Time. It takes so long. The fastest I saw, I haven't played as much as you, but the fastest I've seen was like sixteen minutes or so. And normally it's taking me twenty to twenty four, twenty five minutes to get yeah, it. Yeah, that's a long time not to have anything from your uh, mm -hmm. at least the pet, you know. But I mean, the have you guys good seen the the mid jungle strategy where you both take smite uh, yeah i've, I've seen, seen that funneling i saw a i saw a tweet about mm -hmm. riot uh looking into it because funneling is more popular again mm -hmm. yeah i saw like a someone did like a video of it and tried it yeah so, so apparently that's also a quick way to power up because it's like based on like the number of camps and stuff so it's really weird because it's a you, you both take smite, the jungle just does his regular jungle thing, and the mid laner takes his regular starting item. Um, but as soon as the mid lane backs, you buy the one of the jungle items, and then you undo it, and then the game thinks that you've bought in the jungle item, so it starts a timer yeah, for the treats. of being able yeah. to collect jungle camps for the treats. Yeah, And so you're just in lane farming, and then as soon as 14 or 15 minutes goes by, when the actual... Uh, reduced uh bounty goes away then you can just sw swap places the jungle goes mid and the mid goes to the jungle and farms all those camps and you're able to clear all those bounties and get a bunch of gold from camps but i think that also has to do with just the jungle items taking so long to to power up it's like 40 stacks right that's the jungle item it's 40 mm -hmm. yeah i think yeah. they should reduce it instead of 20 40 do like uh 15 30 is what mm -hmm. i would say they should do yeah, it's because like there's only what six camps on your side theoretically, and two of them don't even spawn like on, on like a, a short timer, um, and so it's it's pretty tough. Maybe make it. I don't want to. I don't want to reward ganking, but I feel like you can also apply it to killing champions or takedowns. I feel like they have to do more things with takedowns for specific items and quests. Um, I don't know if it's a, such a good idea to just like kill forty camps to get your smite fully upgraded. It's like well. 
There has to be better ways to, to get your fully upgraded smite and pet. Yeah, maybe do something like... that. I didn't even think about that, but what's coming to mind now is uh, if you get a kill, it's worth two as opposed to one, which a normal takedown would be. If you kill a, a legendary monster, it would be worth three, and then a buff would be worth two or something like that. That would be a good way to... Uh, balance. I mean, maybe they could even do something like if you take a turret, it counts as one as well if you participate in a turret kill. Yeah, scale it for specific objectives um, and just make it so the jungle is supposed to impact the map, right? Um, and so if you're able to help other lanes with specific objectives, I feel like you should get rewarded for that instead of having to feel like you need to go back in the jungle and hide in the jungle so you can get your pet up to a certain stack level. Yeah, I think that yeah. the tr you should get at least two treats for a uh, champion takedown. I feel like that makes a lot more sense, just like intuitively to me. But yeah, or have the because you get currently you get one bonus treat every sixty seconds. Uh, like before you had like the final form of it. So maybe have See, it so it like that's accelerated, I guess, or like make it like two. Or like one and a half or something, I don't know. Well, I don't have a... Like, I get that, what you're thinking of. I don't have a problem with only one, but I do think that it should be... Uh, they should all cash in the next time you take a camp. Because it only takes one stack off of the that thing. Yeah. But instead, if it cashed in all of them, then that makes sense. Because if you're... Like, a lot of games I've been playing, uh, I've been, you know, losing or my team is losing around me, then at that point, if you're not able to get takedowns or camps, you're just sitting there and you're useless. Like, I understand that that's the way the game is if you're not getting gold, but then it's like, oh, I'm able to get one camp. Okay, if I can do that every minute, then maybe I'll get there. But then at some point, I'm sitting there with like like four or five of those uh, treats, and that means I haven't taken a camp in four or five minutes with, because I just can't. So it, it doesn't reward at all you know, proper macro play and like seeding your jungle to lower your deaths and making sure that your team is able to defend sieges and stuff like that and not recklessly fighting because, okay, sure. If I throw myself in, we might get a kill that would give me another stack of it, but then we might lose an inhib off of it. So there's, there needs to be a balance there, I think. Or even make it so you get two, two treats consumed. If you smite the person you kill or something like that. Because, like, it feels kind of bad when your team is behind and you can't even go for an objective steal because your smite is, what, Weaker. 900? And then they yeah, have 1250? And it, it's not even, it's not even like, a, a game at that point where you can actually pull the, the odds back in your favor. It's it's a perma-loose situation with the, the way that that's set up. And especially, do, do the jungle treats also get consumed if you're counter-jungling the enemy? and you're able to kill their camps, or is it just your own camps? No, they do if you counter-jungle a camp. Mm -hmm. So if you're a jungle who's falling behind, there's no way to really claw back into the game if they're taking your entire jungle, and you can't get any takedowns and whatnot. You're pretty much just stuck there farming one or two camps, and the enemy already has a fully upgraded smite, and you still have 20 to go type of situation. Don't, don't you still, though, even if you get them off of counter-jungling and while your team is defending, like, you go and take some camps... Don't you still only get, though, like a 20% reduced XP, or does that wear off? I don't remember. For the counter-jungling? Yeah, because so like early on in the game, I know for sure, mm -hmm. if you take one of your camps, you get 20% bonus XP. 
basically it means that the other if you take your opponent's camps, you're not getting 20% bonus XP. So it's an yeah. XP reduction. I think I think that's the entire game. Thought it just took longer to take other oh, camps. Yeah. Or is there? But no, I don't think they're tankier. No, you do less damage to enemy camps. I'm yeah, looking yeah. now to see you do less exactly enemy camps and you do not like the current. It's not. It's not. It's not XP differences. Side. It's just damage differences. Oh, is it? Okay. You do twenty percent more damage from non-true damage sources on your own side, and that is taken okay. away when you invade. So that's what that twenty percent is. It gets taken away. So it's yeah. So therefore, it takes longer to do an enemy camp. Of the same level. So I have a question for right. Eric and John. Do you up, feel like you guys are fighting more than farming, that more than you usually would? Yes, yeah, 100%. Would you argue that if you made the game the way it was four weeks ago with the current iteration of Jungle, would the way you level feel good with like the smite and everything? Wait, can you repeat that again? So take the way the jungle plays right now, right? You got that? Mm-hmm. And move it to yep. four weeks ago before the season changed. How the game was a little bit slower early, mm-hmm. and you kind of methodically made your way and pushed to like end of the mid-game. If the jungle was in that scenario, do you think it would feel good the way the smite upgrades? I think it'd feel better because it was slower and it would allow you to... Uh, tactically take your camps, but now since everything's faster... So that's why I don't want to see the items changed yet, is because I think the game will slow... The the game naturally slows down as preseason goes. So I think they should wait a little longer before they change how the smite smite like upgrades. Yeah, and I don't even know how if the data support what we're saying. So... We could be just I have no clue. I haven't played any jungle, and I don't. I, I truly don't really understand how it works. I just. But they also did make the the camps a lot tankier too, compared to yeah. The last in season. general, yeah. So it takes longer to almost clear camps because there's there's more effective health that you have to get through. Yeah, but you do bonus you know, damage. Sort of helps. Yeah. Yeah. That is oh true. yeah, on your side. Yeah. But I I think it takes. I guess it's the whole argument with the counter jungling again, where. It almost seems like it's not worth counter jungling just due to the nature of the. Um, I think if you kill the big, the big uh, minion or the big camp on the enemy side, after a certain time, I don't know what it is like twenty seconds, then it automatically kills the entire camp. So, where before you could just leave a single small camp, uh, small monster up in the camp, and they have to come and physically clear it to reset the timer, but now it's. It's so fast-paced just because of that nature where counter-jungling gets you minimally ahead while ganking is a lot better because you can stack treats and kind of sort of cash out with the specific ganks. I think maybe that's why it feels so fast-paced and hard to even just get your upgraded smite. Um, but maybe, maybe if it does slow down, but it's kind of hard to... S- kind of hard to see it slowing down with the way that these jungle changes were made almost with the the gank heavy junglers don't really lose out that much because the camps are going to respawn they come back stronger so you get more 
experience because you get cap experience essentially. Um, but we'll have to we'll have to actually see though. But I it's I I can't it's hard for me to imagine that the game's gonna slow down just based on the current iteration of the the jungle. Yeah, I when I've played farming junglers, they feel a lot like playing i've played a decent amount of cane so far in preseason because a lot of people are playing tanks so red cane should be so much better and once you're able to get an item and a half it definitely is but he feels weaker for he feels weaker than he did before at the beginning of the game and that weakness lasts for longer in my opinion uh than it did before it could be that i've not been playing it right or not been playing it all that well that's definitely possible but um yeah, and then even when you play champions that aren't designed to be junglers, but now since the jungle is healthy enough for you to play other things, like I've played Silas jungle, and I was totally healthy enough. It didn't clear that fast, but it was totally healthy. I played some more Kiana jungle, which she they don't want her to really be a jungle, but it still works, and it works a lot better now, actually. That, that one feels a lot better, but um, I've seen in, like, I'm part of the, the Jarvan mains subreddit where people are saying, like, no one's really sure if he's actually any good. So that kind of shows you that he's not any... And before, it was very clear about he's good at specific things, not good at other things, but the builds are all over the place. The pets are all over the place. It, it just feels like it's... For a lot of these champions, it's kind of the Wild West. And some of them are just like, yeah, they're objectively way better than they were before because of... Uh, Ravenous Hydra being overpowered, which is getting nerfed again next patch for two patches in a row, or other things coming through. Like, it's just... I don't know. I like the ideas with some of this. I didn't think I'd like the pets, but as I've played with it, I don't mind it all that much. What I do mind is, well, A, the the smites being nigh identical. Don't love that. But B... The, the the pace of it like we're saying like it, it just it's too fast for people to want to play farming junglers it's too fast yeah i've actually i don't know if you guys i played a lot of a well i played a good amount of elise uh in the previous seasons and i picked her up a little bit again when i was jungling and she actually feels really good now um so elise is a super heavy early game gank focused champion after you hit level three you can do a lot um to influence the lane and usually you're you'd have to sacrifice a lot looking for ganks if it didn't pan out then you're you fall behind but um she feels really strong right now because you don't really fall behind that much or even at all you go for a gank maybe you blow a flash and just go back to your jungle and you stacked up your treats you can clear all that side and the pet is really valuable with clearing aoe camps so a lot of single target champions who were looking to clear had a rough time and would skip like chickens and krugs um, because it was so slow. But now with the pet, they just mow down those little monsters so quickly. And so I think that's also the a benefit for having like these super high tempo gank heavy junglers is because you have the pet to just clean up the camps for you. Um, and then with the later scuttle spawn, I think every champion is able to full clear the jungle even before scuttle spawns, which is kind of crazy to me. Yeah, I've not been able to not clear fully, uh, except if I've been invaded. And I'm looking at stats right now, and the, the top junglers are 
Uh, Mordekaiser, who already cleared fast and was a behemoth early and is now, he has a 56, I'm looking at all ranks just to see, 56.6, So, but he's getting a nerf next patch. I don't think it's big enough, but whatever. Um, Trundle is at a 54, Shivana's at a 54, Mundo's almost 54, Wukong's 53. So all of them, none of them have, okay, Shivana has AoE, kind of, it's conditional on it's a couple of her abilities, but... Uh, Trundle doesn't at all. Mundo kind of does. Wukong doesn't hardly at all. Um, Nocturne's on here. Vi's on here. Lilia's on here. Warwick is right there. Um, none of these champions have a, a shitload of AoE other than Lilia and Mordekaiser, really, and they're still powering through with high win rates. And there's... Um, so that's that's not great when you're seeing like fiddlesticks down at a 51 and a mumu down much lower at like 48. We're incorporating all ranks here, and the majority of games are played in uh, elos where a mumu is a good jungler. So it's it, it feels like yeah, like you're saying, the single target camps are single target uh, damage dealers are that much more benefited relative to the AOE and faster clearer junglers they just overall got a nerf because everyone else got better around them but we'll see how everything plays out i'm still banning graves every game <laughs> i think that <laughs> although uh he he has a 48 percent win rate which makes me happy yeah yeah i played a little graves, what were you gonna say john but i guess to the point of uh femir was saying i think that if the smite was higher, like at Worlds, I think that I like the smite being higher. Definitely, I think that's been nice for sure. I think, but the upgrade coming very late feels not so good. Uh, I mean, as far as like, uh, I don't know. I think Rengar feels really good. Like his, uh, I mean, I you can still do a scuttle. Spawns at three thirty now, so I mean, more often times than not, I'm finding that I'm either I'm just full clearing if I'm not invading, and then I'm ganking either top or bot depending on where I'm pathing, and then I mean, depending on how that goes, like if after that, you know, scuttle is pretty free, and if the enemy jungler's there and they, you know, if they fight. And I feel like we're going to win the 2v2 or the, the 3v3. Or I have Bryo. I mean, it's just like... I don't know. I like skirmishing. That's like one of my favorite things in the game. And I think skirmishing feels really good right now. And I think that... I was like initially not so... Like a big fan of the like leashing change. And like... I guess how the damage works with the jungle pet. But like... I mean, it's made it so easy. I find that I'm, like, never looking at my champ while I'm doing a jungle camp anymore, which is nice. Because, I mean, that I feel like I'm just seeing... Is it? Yeah, because then I'm seeing just so much more opportunities. I feel like... Okay, sure. Like, I, I get what you're saying, that it's nice. But is that healthy? Uh, Riot is I mean, walking a very fine line. I think it depends. I mean, all, I'm, like... I mean, I'm just using, like, F keys and stuff. Like, I don't know. I mean, it's not like I'm, like, only... I'm never, but, I mean, I'm doing it way less than I was before because I can just... 
I'll just do it in between autos or like while I have no ability cooldowns. Like it's really like, and then especially like to your point of like uh, champs that benefit from it. Like I've played like one of the first junglers I played was Warwick, and I played a good bit of Warwick actually. He feels really good. I mean, he can do Raptors early now, and it's not too bad. He can do Krugs early, not too bad. So, I mean, he is really good in Skirmish. He's really good in a 2v2. Uh, I mean, you can, like, you can surprise the, the enemy with some of his mechanics, even though people just say he's very, like, simple. I mean, you can outplay people so hard with him with your E-Flash or you're following their flash with your Q or any of their movement. And if you get ahead on him, it just feels like like you were saying, the, the game pace. If you get ahead on him early like that, it is so oppressive for the enemy jungler. Because he just annihilates them in a 1v1 after that, or really just before that. He's really good in 1v1 situation. And then I guess to your uh, point about like counter-jungling Bomo, the, uh, I guess I found that like I'm not counter jungling early as much, like and I'm not vertical jungling as much, like where we're just trading sides. But once, you know, you have an item or two, I find that it, it really doesn't matter anymore because you're just annihilating camps at that point anyway. So it's like, and then I guess in a lot of those situations, they just feel like like for me, like if I'm counter jungling, like I'm not worried about them really coming over and like contesting me you know like they're I, i'm like you know i know they're somewhere else so i'm just taking everything and leaving but yeah i guess the one thing i don't like is that it just the all the, the camp dies no matter what the respawner because it makes it way less punishing in terms of like punishing the enemy like counter jungling is less punishing in that sense because even if they you get counter jungled, you still your camp's gonna respawn at a higher level, no matter what. Even for that mistake, now you know. So it's like it also makes it so that I feel like counter jungling has less value in terms of am I gonna counter jungle or am I gonna contest this play? I would always contest the play because I think that has way I more. I think it has value more value. Like a single camp, you know. So, yeah, I just feel like fighting and, like, scrapping is so good right now. Like, uh, I played uh, Echo a good bit. I think he benefits from that, too, because the Krugs are way easier to do now. So he can full clear. So much easier for he him, He can full yeah. clear now. He can, and, like, I mean, if, I don't think much changes with him other than, like, I mean, if you hit your stun and you counter gank with him, get a good counter gank with him, you're gonna get snowball so hard. He he feels really good. I've actually played him a decent bit. And then uh, Udir, I mean, I've tried <laughs> some of the. Uh, You're doing the old Prowler's oh Claw gosh, build. Here, yeah, I've been doing Prowler's Claw into Bork into Frozen Heart slash just whatever defensive item. It's so. It's not okay. <laughs> they they are probably it's not gonna okay change at all. That. I would be really surprised if they don't. It's it I yeah I uh I played against it and got when I say instantly deleted I don't mean you know one second I mean a quarter of a second I got absolutely murdered 
when I still had three items as a red cane. So I was not squishy. And one of those, I, I didn't have, I had armor boots, but I didn't have any other resistances, but I had a lot of health. And I would still get inst like a quarter of a second, just absolutely murdered when he was even on level parity and only had one more item than me. It was absurd. I've, yeah, I've, I mean, I've played it where I've had oh. Prowler's Claw and Bork. It's like 20 minutes into the game, and I have Halo Blades up in my entire queue. And I actually just like one hit a Shen from full HP with the Halo Blades cube proc, like in Power cube proc. Like, it does so, like with Prowlers, it does an absurd amount of damage. Like, the burst is just so disgusting. It just feels like there's not very much yeah. counterplay to it. I think Prowler's Claw just feels like... There is none. There's, the range of it feels insane. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't have any counterplay, like you're saying. It... If you let him get into what four fifty range, yeah, if he, you die. Yeah, if he has his that's Q it. and he has Prowler's Claw, you're dead. And <laughs> he's close enough to you, you're dead. Yep. But And it's hard for you to stay that far away from Udir given his speed and his base move speed being at three fifty. It's the fastest in yeah, the game. And he just has ghost. He can just pop ghost. But Yep. Yeah. Also Hecram, I think, feels insanely good I've, I've been trying uh i'll go like man immune ravenous hydra and then uh what mythic do i go eclipse, yeah, eclipse. yep i mean it, it feels really good and then uh yeah shojin shojin feels really good on him yeah, he's sitting at a 49.99% win rate, so he's exactly balanced according to the game. But um, that he also has a 12% pick rate, so we'll see. Yeah. Like, who really knows if he's actually banned there. I played um, some Wukong, too. So I think Wukong does feel really good. Ravenous feels insane on him with uh, his ult. Like, he just gets so many procs of it. If he has Black Cleaver and uh, Ravenous, he gets... His ult feels like it does a good bit of damage now. I will, like... I think that they... Yeah, Ravenous definitely needs to be tuned down because every every time I build it, it feels absolutely insane. It makes your clear so The AD is going down, and they're removing the Omnivamp, so they're making it significantly worse. That's But good. the AD needs to go down further. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's... Because, uh... I mean, like you were saying, like, when you're super ahead, though, like, and you're making it so, like, the enemy jungler can't, like, stack his item, too, like, that feels so bad. Because then they're, like, behind. I mean, their smite does, like, 900, and yours does 1,200. So, I mean, that does feel I feel like that doesn't happen too, too often, though. It's happened in a lot of games for me where my lanes fall apart. And then that happens. I mean, granted, I've been playing with uh, different groups of people or just found the matchmaking has been a bit suspect lately. I've played it against uh, I played a game where there were there was uh, two grandmasters on the other team and some other diamonds. And it was just a full plat lobby on our side. <laughs> what? It was it was, it was fucked up. That's insane. Yeah. It was it was flex, so I get that there's some variance there, but we were a five stack, and it was a full plat lobby, and then it 
yeah, they we got matched with Diamond Master Grandmaster people. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, there was one up. game where we, <laughs> we were playing. I think it, you were playing with us too. It was with the uh, Endeavorite, and he was just like uh, just acting so chill as normal. But then he's like, "Yeah, the enemy top laners grandmastering." <laughs> I was just like, "Oh yep. no!" Yeah. Yep, that happened for sure. Yeah. And like, oh man, a lot of my favorite junglers don't like don't have great stats right now. Dude, Although, go back to your Eve. Eve uh, feels really good. Yeah, I should start playing her again. Kha'Zix. But the thing is, like, I don't want to just. I, Kha'Zix is. I like playing him, and he's doing. He's actually about the same stats as he's always is. Like a good Kha'Zix is just gonna do well. Yeah. I just don't think like I've seen them. I've tried building Ravenous first or second, and it doesn't feel amazing to me on him. Wouldn't build it. it I wouldn't like build it first that, unless you're very ahead on them. Yeah, but the thing is, you build it and get ahead, or you sink yourself. So it's very, you know, it's like building Medjai's first on a AP jungler, I guess. Just more expensive. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I think. Yep. I don't know. I think the like Vi feels really good too. I played some Vi. I, I think she feels insane. I think like the changes to Krugs was nice for her. You know who's you know who, what non jungler is statistically better than Graves with a six percent pick rate too, mind you. Uh, Silas. Really, <laughs> Graves. He's higher win rate than Graves. I mean, Graves has eleven and a half percent pick rate. Silas is almost six. Silas has a slightly higher win rate. They're both in like high 48s, yeah. but yeah, Silas Dang. is, has a 48 an almost 49% win Dang, rate right maybe. now. And he wasn't in the jungle before this patch. Oh, maybe my dream's coming true. Maybe I need to try that. It's not that bad. I played it. Like it, it's not that bad. Yeah. I mean, it looks so fun. I mean, I haven't played him very much, but he's been a champ that I've, like wanted to try, but I just can yeah. never like he, I didn't really play mid, too too much anymore or like when i did play mid i mm -hmm. wasn't gonna play silas but yeah yeah he's really good at skirmishing too i mean that's i think that's one reason he's pretty pretty good just enabled to jungle more i think meta. a lot of these cha a lot of these champions i'm looking at i mean almost everyone has in u.gg their recommended counters are mordekaiser which doesn't surprise me because of how strong mord is he's got a 56 yeah win that's rate, gross. But, uh, once once he gets nerfed down, some a lot of these champions are gonna rise up more. Like I, because I look at like Camille jungles on here and uh isn't doing very well. Like Talon, uh Zed, Amumu, all of them like Mord is their number one counter. Uh, and they're having and Mord is all over the place and they have bad win rates because of it. Same thing with like Nidalee and Karthus and Shaco and Graves apparently doesn't do well into Mordekaiser either. Um, I don't know why Kiana's so low. Actually, I don't get it. I mean, she's hard to play, but fuck, she's got. Warwick, she clears so much healthier now. Warwick's good in the Mordekaiser. I feel like. In let's see. Let's see. Mordekaiser. There are only five champions that have positive win rates against Master Yi. Might be good against him too. Master Yi has a fifty-three point four percent against. I think Master Yi's yeah. pretty good. He's the. It's him, Elise, Warwick, Lilia, and Echo is at dead 50, so it counts it, but not really. Then it's then no one else, which is wild. But 
we've talked enough about the jungle. Um, what do we think about some of the tank items that have come through? Uh, Bomo, you had a note on our thing that you thought that heart steel was overrated. Do you want to tell us why? I think everyone thinks it's so strong, and I don't think so. Um, I, I, yeah, just every, everyone thinks it's super overpowered, does a lot of damage while being super tanky, but it's expensive as shit to build. Um, maybe, maybe it feels strong because of the accelerated mid game where everyone's fighting all the time and you can proc it a whole bunch on champions. But a lot of the champions who build it are super kiteable. Um, well, and I've been playing a lot of like Bork champions too. So I've been building Bork and that feels pretty good against a lot of them. Um, I was, <laughs> I haven't tried it yet, but I was theory crafting a mid Ezra build, um, that goes like Bork, uh, Manamune. And I was thinking about Frostfire, but I feel like there's other Spellblade items that I can take instead of a Frostfire Gauntlet. So I was going to play around with that just to see, but they just, if you're, if you're walking up to them, the bonk is satisfying, but it's going to do a lot of damage, but if you can just kite away from them, there's nothing they can really do. Um, and it's just a pretty much a big health stick. You literally get no other stats from heart steel, but maybe it's just the, the, the small community that I hear and see complaining about heart steel, but I don't even think it's that big of a deal. It is a, I will say it is a very fun item to build. I was playing it a lot on like different champions and I was playing it on Diana and whatnot. And so it is pretty cool, but it's 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 a not good of an item at all. I don't think. I think that uh, it just really is like situational, like you were saying. Like mm -hmm. if it's someone, so like I think when I think of this, I think it's really good on Chin because he can already takes grasp and can proc it reliably, can get a lot of benefit from it and scale. He can just do what he's gonna do better. And then not only that, he can build Titanic Hydra where he's going to get even more value from that HP. And, I mean, just being that tanky as Shen and doing that much, like, damage, like, the damage he can do with his empowered Q, like, in with his ult, like, just the pressure he can have. I think he is super good right now with that item. But I don't think that it is good on everyone. Like you were saying, I don't think it's, like insanely op unless you're like really good at stacking it and are a champion that can stack it both reliably and like consistently like i mean it's just troll to go on like 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 fighter champs you know like you should not do like unless it's maybe like i mean i've been seeing people going on set but like i don't know I mean, he, he, I don't know. He could just do the same thing, really. I mean, he could just do a hard steal on the Titanic Hydra. I mean, I've seen that a good bit, but I think Seth's just good because he's because fighting skirmishing is good. He's also really good at using all the items that are good right now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, so the last thing I will say is Mundo feels absolutely disgusting in the jungle. Like, if you do his clear properly, you can do like 250. A full, full clear, clear or 5k? Full clear at 250. Yikes. Yeah. Damn, the first time I did uh, it, I did that's it. That's wild. Yeah, the first time I did it, I didn't even do it properly, and I did it in 
full cleared in like three minutes. Yeah, I played Mundo Jungle and I'm just like sitting there waiting for Scuttle to spawn because I killed all my camps. I'm it's just insane. Like, what do I even do? I played a game. I like ran over the map with him, but yeah, he is very strong. Yeah, I played a game where I just full cleared, went straight into the enemy jungler's jungle. He's just doing his gromp. I'm level four. I just ghost at him. Got his gromp, killed him, and then you go Radiant Virtue, which then you're like, I mean, you do a decent bit of damage mid to late game on Mundo, and it's like, then you're just like this tank that deals a good bit of damage, heals a ton, and then just heals your entire team, and gives your team ability haste as well, because they like hot fixed that item and made, made it so it gives you more, uh, like it was like 15 to 20 ability haste. 20 ability haste is a lot. I mean, in a fight. And it's within like 1,200 units. So it's so easy to get a lot of value out of it. If you're just team fighting a lot. And it's really easy on Mundo. Because you just push R. Push Ghost. And you just run up them. And you're getting max value out of it. You know? So it's... It yeah. feels... That item feels so good. And... His, like, you can just go be so high-tempo with him, which is crazy, because it's like, you're full-clearing faster than anybody. And I don't understand why his... Because I will say his AoE is actually a little better, I think, uh, than it, like, might appear. Because he can... If you E the small jungle, you can hit all the, mo like, monsters with AoE camps. With the cleaver, you can hit at least two monsters at a time. Uh, and it does a lot. Like, he does a lot. But you also don't need to do AP. You don't need to do AoE damage like we were talking about earlier. Yeah, you can but he has his W, though, too. Them. So it's like, he just, it's even better. Like, it just accelerates. Yeah, it is so easy. good. Like, his Raptors clear is insanely good. Yeah, you, you throw your cleaver at the small one, and then you walk up, you auto, and like, you E it, and it yep. goes through all the other minions, yep. and then they take a bunch of damage, and you use your W, and it's like dead. Yep, and then you can just throw another yeah. cleaver at the red, and start doing the red. It is actually... Yeah. That is the best clear of anybody that I've played so far in the jungle, and I wasn't even doing the kiting or mechanics of it properly. I was, like, just astonished. It felt so good. And I didn't even feel like I played the game particularly well. Like, I've played it probably five times. I had a few good games, a few bad, but, like, I think I won, like, four out of five of the games I played of him. I mean, it's just, he feels, like, inevitable, kind of. So I have a, just to change the topic a little bit, back to Heartsteel, because I was theorycrafting while you guys were talking, because... Heartsteel doesn't have any differences for range versus melee. You get the same benefits and do the same damage. Um, I played a game of... It was Aram, but I played on Aram. I went Renata with Grasp and Heartsteel and stuff, and it was hilarious. But um, anyways, uh, it, it was really funny. I had like 4,000 health at three items. It was, it was fucking stupid. Um, but... I was trying to think in Summoner's Rift, are there any... I don't think there's any ranged champions that have max health scalings at all. But who would be good to possibly build it? If anyone, I think Kog'Maw could be a Heartsteel user. That's the only one I could really think that would make... I mean, him, maybe Vayne, if you want to go, like, Bruiser Vayne. But if you go Kog'Maw with Rageblade 
Bork first, and then you go Heartsteel third, because Riot did say they don't plan on some of these tank mythics being first item purchases like mythics are supposed to be. They're meant to be more second and third sometimes. So if you're playing uh, some of these other champions, you can absolutely just wait and uh, pick up Heartsteel a little bit later after you've hit some of your stuff. I mean, granted, you don't have it stacked as hard, but you're still going to get all the benefits of it. I mean, am I am I thinking too out of the box here? I think no. Uh, so who are you saying? Yeah. Build on who? I said Cog Cogma would, would be. I think like, good. You go out of the, like that wouldn't be crazy. I mean, because he, he already goes, his build is already so cheap anyway, and he can just go like, Gunzu's Runans or Bork. Yeah, Bork is really good right now. And then uh, I think he's just better with Jack Show though. Is he a Jack Show user? Okay. I mean, if, like, if you're yeah. wanting to do a tank mythic, you would <clears throat> just do Blade of the Ruin King, Hydra, Titan, or not Titan, Hydra, and then uh, Rune and Hurricane, and then whatever else damage item, and then he finished with a Jack Show. Because right now, Kog'Maw doesn't build a mythic until, like, last second. What about Pike building it? Uh, to get the AD that could yeah I don't know yeah could be good. I was thinking Gray Graves can build it probably. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Hydra to like hard steel and then his grit stack stacking up. You're just like unkillable yeah, and you're just. <laughs> I'm editing this part out of the podcast <laughs> so people don't hear about give this Eric shit. Nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no! Oh, why? Why did I start this? I'm going to play that <laughs> against you. <laughs> I, I'd say, like, yeah. Try, I, it I don't sounds know. It sounds funny. really interesting. That'd be... It does. I haven't played him a lot or at all this preseason, but I wanted to try Heartsteel Swain into Demonic and Ooh. see if, how that feels because you can just pressure ult. Um, but maybe the Radiant Virtue might be better because you get the extra effective health just as soon as you pop Yeah, and the ability haste. Even yeah. I didn't even yeah. think about that. It's may maybe the Radiant Virtue, but... Yeah. Jack Show is still better, too. <laughs> Jack Show, yeah. I think Jack Show in general is just really good right now. I've been playing a lot of yeah. Jack Show, like Diana and Irelia, and it feels pretty good. Um, like just any champion? if. But I think it's because everyone has health. So. Yeah. I've not played. You want to build Heartsteel? Just build Jack Show. Is basically yeah, the way it should instead, be right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be sad. It's, it's kind of similar where they get like, quote unquote, tankier. But the I think the with the with the Jack Show, it's pretty much just a, a a life drain, and then you get like MR and armor. I think it doesn't give you health, and so I think depending on how I want to play like demonic or Titanic type builds, I think Heartsteel might be better for those specific items. But I think in general, just Jack Show does feel pretty good right now but if you're gonna build jack show don't you need to be uh, incorporating other resistances because jack show doesn't give you flat resistances to my knowledge it gives you percent increase i know it's, 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 it, i think it's, you, you, yeah. you're basically getting 60 60 at full stacks just from the item itself is what the math equates to Okay, so yeah, it so has... Realistically, uh, like, if you're going to buy a Jack yeah. Show, you don't need to buy another resistance item. You just buy health. So if you build Jack Show, if you're a tank, just go Anathema second. If you're not a tank and you can do damage, go Hydra second. And then if you still build Hydra, just go Anathema's third and put it on whoever's killing you. Yeah, you get, you get 
stacking armor and magic resist. So it's it's just bonus flat armor and magic resist per uh, okay. second in combat, up to six seconds. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I remember people saying that Jack Show uh, was pretty bad on release, so they hotfix buffed it. But now it seems like it's kind of better, or maybe the Heartsteel hype has fallen off. The problem with Heartsteel so, is you yeah, just, just build Blade of the Ruin King, and you win. Yeah. Against all the, the Heartsteel players, I was going uh, Bork into yeah. Jack Show. Because like the, the, the problem, right, is so say you're top lane. You build Heart Seal, but the guy you're playing against builds Blade of the Ruin King. You don't win any 1v1. No matter how far ahead you were, you no longer win that fight. You don't do the damage, and they just cut through you. But, okay, if you're playing someone who could build Heart Steel, and they're playing someone who could build... And then they, they build Bork, if they're playing a Bork champion... Don't you already lose that regardless of what other item you build? If you would have went Jack Actually, Show, I think you still win the fight. I mean, obviously this is like hypothetical without a, without a situation, so it depends how far ahead you are and champions and stuff, but I'd, I mean, maybe. Like, 800 health is nothing when you're cutting that health. When you have no resistances, Blade of the Rune King almost does true damage just by itself. True, it is an earlier game. Uh, it is an earlier game item in power level. That makes sense. But yeah, um, what other hot takes did we write down? Uh, yeah, that was that was about it for the things that we wrote down. John Fenrir, did you guys want to talk about anything else for? Yeah, right. How preseason it's been? Yeah, go ahead. Radiant Virtue is going to get changed into a support item. They're gonna drop the cost and, ch really? and change what? some of the stats to where they're not so good. I don't. You just don't build this on a tank. Like it's three thousand health. Yeah, you're getting <laughs> some armor, magic, resistant ability, health, ability, haste. But like all that stuff is more stuff you want on a support instead of a top laner. And you're not like getting combat stats when you use your ultimate. Like I could see this being a very good recon item if it was like twenty. Six or twenty five hundred gold. Yeah. What about building this on? Uh, you could go the the support Swain mid with Radiant Virtue and uh, you know like Redemption second or Staff of Flowing Water or something. Yeah, you just don't do yeah, any damage. So. Or, but you don't need to. Like, yeah, I've that's played true. Support, Swain, yeah. support Swain mid. You don't need to. Yeah, but when you play support Swain, you, you go to. Moonstone, and so you're getting that healing. You're not getting that healing from Radiant Virtue. Yeah, true. So I guess it, it really depends on... Well, but Radiant Virtue, you don't... Oh, God. Which one do you want then on, like... And I'm talking, like, Swain mid. Moonstone. You play it 100%. Because this, this item is 3,000 yeah. gold. Moonstone's only 2,500. Yeah, that makes sense. Like I'm telling you, if this item is 2,500, it gives 250 health, 15 armor, and 15 magic resist, and 20 ability haste. This is like a guaranteed support item on like 90% of engaged supports. Yeah. And I really, I really hope they do that because this item is really fun, and I think it should be built more. It's just not good at its current price point. Okay. 
What do we think that, I mean, with all these other changes, I really wish they would have done something with Stridebreaker because it just kind of sits there and no one builds it other than what Bruiser Nocturne out of the jungle and Garen. That's about it for Stridebreaker. I've, I've seen it on set before as well. Uh, don't know if that's the item to go on set, but I've seen it there. Like, I mean, I guess I'm like, adding another topic then. What would we do with Stridebreaker? Give it its dash but, back. Uh, what would we do with Stridebreaker? Give it its dash and then just lower the other stats? I think you just give it its dash and then uh, see what happens. Yeah. Give it, yeah, or maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that would I, be... I don't know what the... It still slows right now, so give it the dash and reduce the slow. They could also do something where, like, after dashing, you're silenced for one second or, like, half a second so that you can't... Because the problem was then, like, you know, people would dash and then immediately do some CC or something. Yeah. If that's not possible, then that makes that item a lot less... That makes that dash a lot less powerful. So what about the slow, then? I think that it can't have both a dash and a slow. I think it's okay to have the dash if it's like a minimal slow that doesn't decay it just drops off like in i don't know a second i think they should just increase the slow on it because it was so broken on nocturne whenever you had the dash that felt so bad man because you just push stride breaker dash through them push e it's like guaranteed e getting off and it's like it's not very difficult to do that that was like one stride breaker interaction. And then Garen with stride breaker, like ha Garen having a dash feels. I mean, it feels so bad to play against. That. What what if they uh, kept the slow and just increased the range? Don't think so. No. Like what do you? I think it. I think it needs a dash of some sort, or they do. You know, like a. What if they did like a quarter second route? Right around everyone. I mean, that would maybe be good because then it would give you more guaranteed CC, but I could also see how being able to AoE root everyone right around you might be a problem. As maybe, long, maybe But if like it's like a, a quarter second... But, so go ahead. What about like a delayed slow? And if you don't hit anybody, the actual cooldown is a lot longer. So they like can that. make it so it's not as like utility based. Where uh, I think that's what they're moving towards for a lot of dashes. If you don't dash for a specific purpose of fighting and use it for an escape, it takes longer to get back. Um, and you can you can dash into them, and you can do whatever abilities in it. Maybe maybe you do need the slow on time, but maybe not proccing a certain thing just makes the cooldown longer or. Similar to like Cassante, where if you ult, you lose like tank stats. So maybe you lose like some armor or damage when you first dash in. And in order to get it back, you have to hit someone with the slow or something like that. I like that idea. Yeah. I, I like anything where it's like if you miss that on them, that it's more punishing. Just more like skillful expression of it. Maybe something where they turn it into like a Blitzcrank W, where you once you dash, you're self-slowed by a little bit. But, anyways, that's what that's our thoughts on what we should do with Stridebreaker. That was a really poor attempt at a jingle, but, anyways, um, okay. So I pose the new 
we kind of talked about through anything that I felt was worth covering in the old question of the week, but I have put out the new question of the week, which is what's your favorite new change of the preseason? So we kind of only went over some of the, like our complaints and, and some of the things that we liked, but there's definitely things that people like out there um, depending on, especially depending on who you main, what roles you play, but tell us what you really liked and uh, we'll discuss it in the next couple of weeks or so. Cause we got a cool patch coming up and then there'll be an off week and then the holidays come up. So yeah, we'll, uh, We'll add some of those in, and then in the next couple of weeks, we'll also do our holiday wish list for the upcoming year and see if that comes through. But um, other than that, that has been episode 789 of the Trinity Force podcast. Please uh, send us any feedback or questions you have at questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also leave those in the feedback channel of the Discord. Um if you want to join our Discord or anything like that, you can find that on our website, which is trinityforcepodcast.com. Um, please join us on Tuesday evenings for Community Night, which starts at 7.15 Eastern. I think it's daylight time now, because I don't know. It's standard or daylight, whatever, but Eastern time. Um, those usually run for a few hours, and they're a lot of fun, so please come and join us. And then... Um, yeah, I was going to plug the tournament this weekend, but we had to cancel it. But we, I will be doing a most-of-the-day stream. Um, I was going to start earlier, but the USA game uh, is on for the World Cup, so I thought we're not going to get that many viewers. Plus, I want to go see it in a bar, so I'm going to go be doing that. But um, yeah, so come check out the stream. That'll be up on Saturday. Fenrir said he'll join. And it'll be, and anyone can come and play. We'll play a whole plethora of games. I'll start streaming around uh, 1 or 12 Eastern and be on for most of the day. I'll be pretty tired, but I'll be there with you guys. That'll be great. But um, check out our Patreon. We have a whole slew of different uh, tiers and benefits. You can get some coaching. You can get um, a whole bunch of stuff, early access tournaments and events, things like that. But that is it. Thanks, everyone, for listening or watching, and have a good rest of your day. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. If you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found on Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of our podcasts, videos, and the community that we provided. 